Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones. And this, my friends, is the Try Hard Podcast. I'm actually quite privileged to introduce this week's pod because I'm sat next to one of the most feminist people that I know. But this week is super, super special because on the 8th of March, it is International Women's Day. And as a podcast, we have decided to do something a little bit different um, because we are working with role models. We are talking about inspirational stories, but we've gone super, super close to home because I am spending the evening with some of my mates from Wasps Ladies. And I've brought you along with me. And I, for the first time, have been on the Rugby Girls WhatsApp. Oh, and painful, mate. Painful. I've been stitched up for this <laughs> evening. I've been upset by Nolly. Um, and then I got ramen down my shirt when we went for tea with the girls. So all in all, not a great start for me. We decided with our International Women's Day coverage, we're going to take a slightly different tack to maybe what's expected. And we're going to talk about... As much as we look for equality and parity between men's and women's sports, we realise it's important, in fact, to recognise the differences. Yeah. And some key physiological differences, boobs. <laughs> Mate, you've got to be careful, though, because to be fair, rugby, from the men's side, there are some larger men. David Flatman, we know you listen. <laughs> we've come to Nike Town. We've been really lucky that we've been invited down here. Um, so we thought we'd bring the girls down. We're talking all things sports bras and, in fact, making sure that we're all fitted for them properly. Did you always wear a correctly fitting sports bra when you were playing? Um, no, and it wasn't until the, probably the last few years that I actually even knew that it was a thing. I just thought that they came off the rack in an extra small, small, medium, or large, or whatever, and you just crushed yourself into whatever. Well, that's the big thing, isn't it? Nike have said to us this evening that you should never take to a rugby field or a yoga mat or whatever your sport is with the wrong equipment, and a sports bra is a big part of that. Yeah, and you know what? In terms of what they're doing from a from brand perspective... It actually blo it like it blows my mind how much research goes into what is important. And actually, 
the what we've heard tonight has been super cool because um, they we've started the evening and the first up is about education and why people women need to wear and um, write sports bras and also why they are passionate about it because they're super super keen on keeping girls in sport and I think that's something that fits so nicely with the tryhards because to be honest everyone knows that I'm keen about it you're a super feminist so it's worked quite well and it's been really interesting and as, as I say we're at the start of the evening we've done the education bit and now the giggling starts I think and there's been a lot of giggling and plastic boobs thrown around but I guess with sports bras it's something that a lot of us overlook we don't want to alienate our male listeners here but the reality is that you might think we think about it the reality is most of us don't so I know that obviously you grew up in rugby because of your dad a bath legend daughter of Jim <laughs> Dodge. so was Jim really strict about what boots you had and did you put the same care into buying a sports bra how did it work uh, to be fair um I think one of the, the one of the biggest things that my mum always said in buying my boots was never allow plastic boots. It was always I had to wear a leather boot. So my dad genuinely came back with a mitre ankle boot for me when I was I'd made so I'd obviously finished playing with the boys. I don't know what boot I wore then, but at 14 I'd made my own team in Minehead and encouraged the girls. And my dad was like, and the girls were getting all these like trendy orange boots, Football suitable boots. for pro, yeah. And my mum said, you can't have them. They're plastic. Your dad's going to buy you some. He came back with these mitre boots. I've never been so devastated in my whole life. I never wore them. They were all, they were so bad. Um, and then the other side of it was my teeth. Both my dad and my brother lost their front tooth for rugby. And so they spent quite a lot of money um, on me going to the local dentist and having something fitted properly. Um, but no, no, nothing actually was ever spoken about with regards to my sports bra. I just, I actually think I wore my mate's bra Dion, um, and then another top over the top and a couple of bras just you know to get make do so but how yeah. important was it when you were playing I know that there is a photo that you dread <laughs> being used when you're mentioned in any kind of newspaper article where one of your boobs is in the west stand and the other one's in the east stand <laughs> so when you were playing how important was it to you or, or was it actually just a case of it might be important but it was just really difficult to find the right bra you know what I actually never really put any importance on it and it's crazy at 35 years old I'm being educated about stuff that I really should have known and they're saying that they're educating girls as young as 8 to 10 years old. And but I then think, women as old as 80 as well, they've yeah, said. So, um, I, yeah, so 2014, uh, playing in the World Cup semi-final against Ireland, um, set up quite a good try and, and in the process made a line break and um, there's basically this series of photographs where my boob you see the full motion of my left boob exiting the middle of my body and going underneath my armpit and coming back around again and um, unfortunately in the celebration of us winning a, winning a semi-final going to the final the photo that they decided to use was the fact that was the boob picture nice. and it genuinely haunted me and actually it was kind of after that point that I got a little bit annoyed that the bra I was wearing at the time didn't really work yeah. Um, so yeah and I think that probably brings us on to our first guest indeed so we are joined by Emily Maisie of Wasps Woo-hoo-hoo. the poshest lady in rugby ever we should mention that Emily Maisie as a player is sponsored by the company that she works for Rogers Sturk Harbour and Partners cheers so they sponsor you, obviously help you play rugby. Do they sponsor your sports bras? I don't know. I think I feel slightly awkward if I was paying money that someone sponsored me to buy a bra, actually. But why? It's quite an intimate item to be like, 
going to spend my sponsorship money on something that's going to clench my breasts throughout a rugby match, I think. But then saying that, is it not, is not the sponsorship money then not to actually allow you to be a better athlete? No, absolutely. I think completely as you did. I'd match, like naturally spend money on a mouth guard, I'd naturally spend money on boots, although up until recently I didn't do that until I was made to buy decent boots. Um, because I used to duct tape my boots back round because I'm from Yorkshire and that's what we do, we fix things. <laughs> I've recently seen you've been yarning some socks. I have. I've been darning. Darning, which is not yarning. Slightly what? differently from oh, yarning. Oh, okay. Sorry yes. about that. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to do it. It's actually really therapeutic. Um, so I actually had a conversation with you when we spoke about this opportunity and I'm pretty sure you told me that you have only ever worn secondhand sports bras. <laughs> Is that, have I remembered that right? Yes, yes, that's true. I actually, talk, talk me through that. The one that I wear the most is Gert's old one. Gert is actually, um, I would say, probably twice the size of you um, from a back size. That's true, but it's one of hers <laughs> from when she was cheerleading. And she was like, I'm going to get rid of this. And I was like, it's a perfectly decent bra. I'm going to take that. I'm going to wear it. And so let me get this straight. You've never bought your own sports bra. I have actually. I went on eBay once and I did a like, you know, they have those like Chinese sports bra things. It was like, I don't know, like, I can't think of a knockoff name. But I was like, this one's only £10 and it's got like four different straps. So Veronica's secret. Yeah, absolutely. So I bought one of those and then um, actually the other day I took it off and I had a bruise here from the fact that cause you, it has like this weird adjustable strap As it's a podcast, we're, Emily is referring to your shoulder. And yeah. Yeah. So I had a weird so actually, um, my partner threw it out. Okay. Because I took it off and it was just like, ah, yeah. So on the back of um, this evening and actually having this opportunity to ha- have the education, has it changed your mind in going and buying a bra that fits? Yes, yes, massively. Particularly actually when Joe has just come out and her boobs are a completely different shape in the, in the sports bra that fit from the way that she came out before. And just they sat better, her posture was better. What's really interesting though is you said about the knockoff sports bra that you'd bought. The big thing that we've heard about today is it's all about um, skin damage and comfort and actually this kind of mentality of if you wear something that fits you properly, you're going to feel more confident on the pitch. Can you imagine that's going to have any impact when you try that bra on today? I think something that we've got to get more used to as a kind of women's sport is people taking pictures of us and people being around us and press being interested in us and a lot of that's obviously about how you present yourself as a person and if you're going into something you're looking a bit slovenly and you're being a bit more self-conscious then you're much less likely to project a confident and kind of eventually I guess marketable appearance so if you're going to present yourself properly and confidently I suppose it's about starting at the basics now. And in terms of um, confidence, I mean, if I explain Emily Maisie to you, LJ, and to all of our listeners, as everyone can tell, she's a very, very well-spoken lady. And um, my first experience of Maisie on a rugby field was um, she came on, trotting on, a little bit, a little bit like ba- like a strong Bambi, um, and um, <laughs> more like one of the stags in Bushy Park. Yeah, kind of like a stag on Bushy Park that might be on a little bit of muddy, slippery ground. And I've, I, so standing at fullback, I did very little apart from watch all the other, t- all my other teammates making tackles. And within, I think about 90 seconds of Emily being on the field, she did one of the biggest tackles I've honestly ever seen in a club game. Now, from that perspective alone, 
I was blown away at the fact that you were wearing your mate's bra and that you were, and you've never invested in one because of the damage that you do from a physical perspective. And, that, I, and I, I'm going to go, I'm going to ask you again, like, it, actually, is this something that you believe is something that a younger Emily or now if you're speaking to younger players and you see them as physical and the collisions and the dominance in rugby, would you tell yourself something different as a, as a younger player? Massively. And massively. also, what now responsibility do you think as a senior premiership player, you've got to help educate younger girls? I think it's... I think when we were talking earlier about girls wearing correct bras, we were talking about PE lessons and, and the kind of stigma involving getting changed in, uh, for PE and being very self-conscious. I went to an all-girls school, which makes you kind of more aware of your appearance. So I think perhaps making destigmatizing it and making it something that's part of the equipment of playing or the equipment of being involved in sport is, is a huge thing that we need to start promoting from the top down. Like, I didn't start playing rugby till like, quite late, so I didn't start playing until I was 24. So... That kind the of biggest tackle in Premiership rugby I've ever <laughs> seen. I don't. I don't. I needed to put that in. It wasn't even part of the question, but I wanted to put it in there. <laughs> but I mean, I've, I did play um, hockey, but I was a goalie, and I, our hockey matches were often on a Saturday morning, and my big night out was a Friday evening. So the amount of activity involved in my playing <laughs> hockey was minimal. So um, I just never considered it to be an essential part of what I needed to wear. So, but this is such a different sport, and it has so many different pressures on your body, and so many different facets of it but it's just it's something that's really important and particularly as we become more professional and, and bigger and stronger and the collisions get get bigger and stronger it's going to be more and more important well i'm very lucky that i have managed to steal away giselle wasps head coach to talk about bras and boobs one-on-one <laughs> lucky giselle, you. welcome back to the pod <laughs> obviously slightly different to the rest of the girls here about three, four years older than some of the players. Thank you, that's very sweet. Uh, but also a mother. So I want to know, as an elite athlete, what it was like returning from having kids to playing rugby and how that affected you buying sports bras. you wear the same one as you'd worn before you had the kids? Um, I did have some in the wardrobe that were, were the same. But, um, yeah, have, having kids is the most extraordinary experience for your, for your boobs ever. Yeah. Because, you, you know, while you're pregnant, they do, they get completely different they much larger than when you're actually breastfeeding it's the most bizarre experience and if if you don't get to your child quick enough you feel like they're going to burst oh, I mean it's wow. just unbelievable and then the baby feeds and then they disappear in front of you and then you know it's just constant and then once you stop doing that then it all starts to return to perhaps what you had before but some people then end up bigger smaller all sorts it just it just depends so yes uh, it's also the, the exercise that you do in that period of yeah. time as well so you're all over the place yeah. to be quite honest to start with and then I will be brutally honest after I've had the kids I didn't have time to go and get everything measured yeah done checked um, wear the right stuff it was just like right just get dressed before this this one falls down the stairs and this one you know plays with the plug sockets and whatever else so and that's not good you know you don't you don't spend enough time thinking about it and and looking after yourself so yeah it's it's fabulous the opportunity the girls have got today to actually be educated properly because you think that we know this stuff well no not really to actually get them to be educated and to to have the experience that they're having we are always striving for parity and equality between men's and women's sports do you think there's a bit of a risk that something like a sports bra that is so personal just to women's sport is almost viewed as a little bit of a vanity thing for girls and do you think for that reason we're overlooking it 
I think as well potentially something to do with how British we are we don't talk about that stuff Um, and because we don't talk about that we just get on with it we just grab what's there and 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 get on with it so I think from that perspective I I don't know that it's because the men's game does whatever it's just not something that we we talk about as often as we should I, I think now the way that the sports bras now look really good yeah and you look you look good in your sports yeah. bra and they're all different colors and things like that and now it's cool to exercise in just your yeah. sports bra so that's that's changed the way it, way it is for those who are like our girls you know elite athletes constantly they need something more than just the fashion bra and the technology now that goes into that to, to support the girls is essential because the older you get gravity takes over and you want to postpone that for as long as you possibly can in sport we are looking at shifting technologies all the time whether that's gps data or any number of things from your Rugby World Cup in the 90s to now, how much change has there been in the kind of technology of sports bras? How different do they look to what you would have been wearing in that World Cup? I remember that I was actually asked to do an advert for a a thing called a minimal bounce bra. Oh, wow. And it was... It was ahead of its time in, in, in the sense, but it was the very basic of what you would see a sports bra now. Yeah. Um, and I had to, I remember having to go up to this park and have photographs taken of me in this and my, oh, my wow. leggings and whatever years We'll ago. be digging those out, yeah. listeners. Min- minimal bounce bra, it was called. Um, but so, you know, it was definitely something that we were aware of, but they weren't, there was none of this technology that the girls have, have been looking at this evening and, and, and doing. So it... it yeah, it was. You needed them because it's yeah. uncomfortable if you don't. Um, but yeah, and obviously for some girls, more uncomfortable than others. And I, I remember after the the ninety ninety four World Cup final, um, we got a little clip on grandstand at the time, which in those days oh, women's wow, sport huge. on grandstand, yeah, it was massive. And Good it was old about, Des. Yeah, exactly. And it was him that w- w- presented it, and it was um, probably two hours after the we become world champions oh, wow. and there was one particular try that uh, Jackie Edwards scored so so Karen who was at 10 kicked the ball out me and Jackie as centers chased it uh, opposition came up fixed me passed and Jackie intercepted and ran I don't know 20 odd meters to score and that was probably the try that um, won us the world cup wow she's standing next to me watching this on tv and everyone's cheering and clapping and whatever and she just went oh my god I said what she said I am wearing two bras and they are still out of control wow (laughs) now Jackie needed the technology that is around today so uh she she had to wear I remember she wore she wore two just to try and make things comfortable for her and and manageable when she's out on the field running into people tackling and doing all the things she had to do but that was her overriding comment so back in the day we were all very conscious but just didn't have what is here now so as a mother your daughter is in her late teens and I know that she's into gymnastics and dance and things like that as a mother who was an athlete how important was it for you to make sure that Roxy was really comfortable playing sport and actually a sports bra is something that you were quite mindful of and making sure that she wasn't turned off of sport Mm. and had the right equipment down to sporting Mm. underwear do you know what I think because of social media because of all the things like that she's much more aware than we were yeah that that's and she had a talk at school um from from the school saying this is how you and from the p department at the school fantastic um and she's she's quite particular now about what she wears and she wears she would i would say she wears her sports bra more than she would wear a normal bra just on every day because she does dance every day and she's very active and so her awareness is that she wears one most of the time so I would suggest that the teenagers are now much more aware than 
than us mums. So we've seen this evening that most of these wasps girls have probably had the wrong size bra on or some of them just not wearing one full stop. How much do you think this is going to impact them? A company like Nike backing them and, and putting them in the right equipment. Nike have got this big thing that you wouldn't play in the wrong boots or with the wrong mouth guard. How amazing is it that women's sport and its differences is being recognised like this tonight? You can see by the smiles on their faces. Yeah. Uh, they come out the, the changing rooms and they're just going, oh my God, I feel so comfortable. Oh my God, this fits. And then they're also, from their figure point of view, you know, if you've got the wrong size bra on, it, you've got bits sticking out, yeah. bulging out, and your back's not right, it, all, all stuff. And they're coming out and going, I feel wonderful. And the, just the smiles on their faces. And let's face it, if you feel wonderful, you play wonderful. Look good, play good, isn't it, Giselle? Well, exactly. You, you, if, you, if you feel you look good, it doesn't matter what other people think, if you feel you look good and you feel comfortable in what you're doing, you go out and you have an amazing time, be it playing sport, going out for the evening, doing whatever. If you feel good, the world is good. And well, you can see the smiles on their faces. David Brailsford talked about marginal gains in cycling. So I wonder what impact these bras will have on the tail end of the Wasps ladies' we season. Will see, we will see on March 21st when we play our next Tyrrell's TP15s game. I have been joined by my partner in crime for the Centre of Excellence and actually the one person that was first on the list when I was asked to bring people that have and are having a significant impact in working with young people. I mean, it's going to be weird me calling you this, mate, Larissa Robson, <laughs> more so as I know her and everyone else, Gert, um, who is head coach of Middlesex Ladies currently, doing a fantastic job, um, and but has actually worked as a community rugby coach for the RFU and also an inclusion officer for London Irish. So welcome to the pod. How have you found it? Because you are, a, a, well, an ex-player, unfortunately you've had to retire because of concussions, but how have you found it in terms of the education um, that we have received from Nike? Yeah, I think for me, um, when I was playing, like I didn't know anything about sports bras. I used to get a size down and just hope it'd kind of pad the twins down and hope that there wasn't <laughs> much movement going on. Um, and, you know, you, you'd see around the changing rooms, there's a lot of girls wearing, like, a normal bra and then a sports bra on top or, like, loads of random things, even taping the boobs down with, um, like, you know, a bit of, like, uh, sock tape and things like that. <laughs> Just Sock tape? Wow. Loads of different, like, all sorts of things. And um, so for me, I feel it was amazing to actually just learn about that. And obviously I'm still active as a coach, so... Um, blown my mind literally with the facts of what's going on because I've never heard anything about this and it's a bit embarrassing to say I'm 26 and still don't know enough about anything to do with bras but yeah no it was really good. One of the big things for us in Centre of Excellence which is our under 18 academy it was in educating the young girls that we work with on and off the field. We've spoken about the types of things that we need to, to be looking at and clearly you've just said sports bras is one of them. We've, I maybe have mentioned it at time. Has there been when you look back at the work you did in schools and in with the Inclusion. any scary stories that now actually you feel that you are armed better with in terms of the challenges that young girls face um, in whether it be around confidence around discomfort that you kind of feel like that you've experienced and tonight yeah. has potentially helped you to move forward with helping them yeah I think so as part of my roles in both my kind of previous jobs doing inclusion I used to travel around schools I do um 
mixed sessions, so girls and boys mixed together, or just all girls sessions. I think for me, the biggest thing that came out, like one session I was doing an all girls session in this deprived area, and one of the girls kind of like just walked off the pitch mid-game. It was really random. Obviously, I went over and I was like, you all right, mate? Like, what's happening? And she's like, my back is just in absolute pain. It came about that she's wearing a normal bra, and, you know, she wasn't that active. We managed to get her with a rugby ball in hand. She started running and was just getting such backache and pain from playing. And she was like, I just, I need to sit out, like, now. I think, like, for me, like, in all girls sessions, that's quite a prevalent thing. Um, and then when doing mixed sessions, especially when you're looking at kind of the 14, 15, 16-year-old age group, uh, you could hear boys, like, taking the mick out of other girls, like, for the movement with their chest, then girls not wanting to take part. And, you know, the, like, the next following weeks would have excuses as to, like, you know, oh, I've hurt this or, oh, I'm poorly, I can't take part. And it, it is literally from peer pressure and things like that. So I've seen quite a bit of it over my time, which is really sad, obviously, where my role was to kind of get more people involved in such a good sport that can do so much from something as silly as just being embarrassed or even in pain about their chest and not having enough support to be able to play a sport and run like it's obviously a massive barrier then potentially that the work that Nike are doing that they spoke this evening about research and working with young girls and giving them the opportunity to be fitted do you think that that is something as somebody that is coaching and working in the game you will be now recommending to to players that you work with yeah 100 percent. i think if you look at the stats like the biggest drop-off rate is kind of with girls is normally you're looking at about that 16 17 year old age group I think there. Even younger than that as well yeah i think obviously it's definitely hard to get people into like especially young girls playing into that sport which is something obviously so different straight up off the bat and then you add in like these problems where they've got the peer pressure and like the pain and things so for me being able to signpost young ladies to something like educational like if I'd had that education at that age like I've always had a big chest kind of thing so I had the same issues when I was a kid um, but luckily like I love sport so much I didn't care I just kind of got on with it and you know did what I was doing but a lot of girls won't and to, to be dropping out of sport for something so like simple when they could just be signposted to some actual real education that's going to change something and, and it doesn't sound like you know some people will go oh well it's only a bra what's that going to do and actually the impact that's going to have on lots of things apart from the actual support we had some but crazy stats today i mean yeah. boobs can weigh up to i think what was it a, around a kilo if you're a c C was 1.1 kilogram. It's mental. I mean, absolutely crazy. You wonder why people are getting backache and like pain when they're running when you've not actually yeah. got support and you've got a kilo and a bit bobbing around. Like, no wonder everything's On both hurting. Sides. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a really interesting thing you said right at the start in that yes, you're you're not playing, but actually you're coaching. And I think that there is this big thing around. Um, obviously educating players and working with them but actually make a really good valid point about coaching about um, physios having to run onto the field um, is there any I mean is that an area that you think again people need to to talk about and actually when you're recruiting coaches for Middlesex ladies that you maybe now will talk about with them yeah 100% I think like if you look at the role that I'm doing like especially as a forwards coach as well and like I'm at Wasps and, and everything like you know you're having to get in certain positions to demonstrate you the just scrum. hug and push mate like that you don't make out that scrummaging <laughs> is hard <laughs> spoken like a true back eh <laughs> but no like getting into positions like scrumming like demonstrating line out lifting all that kind of things and being active obviously so you need to move around the 
follow the game as it's going so you're not getting in the way but you're getting the best perspective as a coach like you're still really active and people don't I don't think they really realise that you go oh a coach where you just kind of stand on the sideline and shout like that's old oh, style I mean, I, I've seen some <laughs> coaches that do that mate I don't, hopefully not very, as many yeah you're very current and uh, doing a fantastic job so I <laughs> don't you. believe you would ever do that but I see you I work with you mate I know let's dig deeper into you Ooh. let's work out what's I've asked a couple of other people this this evening um, but what's the, the longest time you've owned a sports bra gosh when was the last time you bought a new one <laughs> never I've always had hand-me-downs always Sorry, what? yeah I know it's awful I think yeah and hand-me-downs from where where have you got them from either sisters partners housemates friends that's oh my god this is awful me saying this out loud isn't it <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I think that if we actually asked a lot of the girls that play the game this is how little they take consideration of their of their bra and Nike talking about them you know whether it be your boots your gum shields your sports bra actually it's something that we do need to pay attention to with regards educating the next group of girls how would you say on a you, you work with me with the center of excellence you deliver your own how can you say on the ground you can now influence them what what type of thing have you learned from this evening from nike that you could take back into your own world obviously straight away like you've got to have the right equipment and like you said whether that's boots gum shield a bra is still a really crucial part of that that you don't necessarily think about kind of off the bat you wouldn't necessarily go all right yeah equipment right I need a good sports bra for me mind blown that there's like three different types of sports bra and different supports and for different for different sports like completely didn't cross my mind that was even a thing so I think for me uh, going into it is obviously number one getting fitted which I've been awful at as an adult never going to get regular fittings like you're meant to get fitted every three months and then looking at kind of your size and what sport you do to make sure that you have got the right support so obviously as a rugby player looking at a high impact sports bra to give you proper support while you're obviously really active and running around but it's just looking after your own body and I think for me the learning I took from tonight which is quite scary is the damage that can happen with you not wearing the right sports bra you know I've been like when I was still playing I would run around and I'd be like oh god like you know I'm in a bit of pain here like bobbing up and down like black eye territory <laughs> and um actually realistically looking at what they were saying tonight is that it's potential to do with like ligaments and and skin damage and that's actually really scary and do you know what if I'm thinking it I'm pretty sure there's a hundred other people thinking the exact same thing or maybe not haven't thought about it and need to start and I know we've spoken um, also about the the stigma and embarrassment of talking about sports bras and boobs um, is there anything now that has kind of changed your mind in terms of actually you've talked about the importance you've talked about the influence but actually trying to make people talk about it in a normal conversation yeah I, I think mean, even men getting them involved yeah 100% <laughs> I think it is quite a taboo subject like even I wouldn't feel that comfortable but actually I feel a lot more confident tonight having been in a room full of women who actually talk about their issues or what's good what's bad what works um, and just a bit more education about it I think it's important to have these conversations like you, you think about it and you're saying about the back to that equipment point and you go right we need to get the right equipment like can you imagine a mum or dad going like especially a dad going right we need to go get you like a good size sports bra that's fitted and to sort you out like you know you're ready for rugby training when they're a bit younger like I just can't imagine that conversation ever happening like it didn't happen when I was a kid um so I think like it but just, that needs to change right yeah 100 percent. yeah so going out there being able to actually have those conversations and and break down that because it is a barrier at the end of the day people don't talk about it, it it's almost like going oh, 
sports bra boobs like we can't talk about them like you know it's <laughs> naughty like but actually it's something really important and it, and it is a big difference from the female to male game like it is a big change like the guys don't have to worry about that you do as a woman and to look after yourself and stay safe like it shouldn't be taboo because it's just your body it's natural and whatever you've got there needs support and looking <laughs> after properly so why should it be a taboo to- topic talking about it thank you for all that you do with the wasps academy um i can say that publicly on here um and best of luck with all your coaching and go out there and show your support <laughs> one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I'm with another one of the Wasps girls now, Alex Powell, who is a trainee sport and exercise psychologist, which in layman's terms means uber nerd. <laughs> Did you feel like you learned anything today? Yeah, loads. It was really, really interesting, actually. Um, And I think it just massively raised awareness for probably all of us in terms of actually how important it is having the correct support and understanding and how that can then go and impact our rugby. Do you think that there's a correlation between look good and feel good? Now, obviously, I'm Welsh and the Ospreys boys of the early noughties made that famous with permatans and gelled hair. But from a female perspective, do you think people are self-conscious perhaps about things like that? So the um, definitely the link between personal well-being, confidence can link directly with performance on and off the pitch. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really, really important. And especially getting across that confidence in ourselves and feeling comfortable with ourselves and how that can then relate and be a positive impact on performance and I think that we all this evening definitely felt that I think hopefully we've all come away feeling a lot more confident and comfortable knowing we've got the great fitting sports bra (laughs) from a kind of like personal perspective and I guess as well from professional one is there much drop-off do you think of girls growing up who become disengaged with sport because of an amount of kind of self-consciousness. Yeah, there's so there's a whole variety of different factors as to why, unfortunately, we do see that drop off in that kind of age group. And confidence can be one of those factors. Um, you know, it can be a huge distraction as well in terms of like, perception of other adolescents and what they're thinking about how they're looking, yeah. how they're feeling. You know, for example, not having a correct thing in sports bra might be a huge distraction, yeah. which they're more concerned about than actually enjoying the stuff. Do you think sport. that's especially relevant in a sport like rugby, where it is a kind of all shapes and all sizes sport? Bigger girls are playing it, and they might be more self-conscious of how they look in. 
those wasp shears are so tight. Is it one of those things that have an impact? If you're, we're trying to appeal to fathers who might listen to our podcast and they've got adolescent or teenage daughters. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to be embarrassed about taking their daughters for a sports bra shop. Do you think that we're overemphasizing it or is there actually an importance in something like this? I think it is, yeah. You know, the we hear the, the saying of look good, feel good, play good. Yeah. Quite often, don't yeah. we? Yeah. And I think that there there is a link between that self-confidence as an individual and as as an athlete as well. And it's quite important having that confidence as an individual and as a human alongside being an athlete because they are two different things and it's quite important to understand and being aware of those differences. And like I said, being self-conscious, thinking that you're maybe for starters even uncomfortable wearing the wrong bra, focusing more on the fact that something might look incorrect or feel incorrect rather than being able to focus in that moment on actually the tackle, yeah. might be the kick, might be the, you know the pass, for example. Um, is important and also there's that element of pride if you are feeling good in your kit you want to represent the club which you're playing it's yeah. hugely like empowering and really exciting and actually gives you that huge lift of motivation and confidence which is then hopefully gonna you know translate onto the pitch so we've been talking a lot about equality and parity and how we're striving for those two things in men's and women's sports as a sports psychologist training sports psychologist yeah. what are the main difference between female and male elite athletes that you see Is it confidence? Is it the way that they approach things? What are the things that set the two different genders apart? I think um, at the moment, um, one of the major huge differences will potentially be time management and potentially the stresses which are different between maybe the male and the female, especially within rugby. So um, we've spoken a lot quite recently about that balance between full-time careers and almost essentially full-time training as well. Yeah. Some men obviously are fortunate that can be their career. And what is hugely exciting is that there's now women and it is a full-time career as well, which is truly awesome. I think there's a lot of girls out there who are trying to balance between the stresses of work life, home life, relationship, and also sport as well. And I think that can be quite a unique um, element of like psychological factors which can impact performance. Um, I think that it's not just necessarily unique to just women. Of course, it's still prevalent within men. Um, but I do think that at the moment, especially the way in which the sport is growing, it's that kind of tipping point where yeah. people are trying to optimise their well-being. And there's all sorts of different pots in which that well-being comes from and trying to get that as optimal as it can, yeah. essentially. Has this given you any food for thought in terms of Wasps and the team that you play for, that this could have an impact and look good, feel good? And do you think it's something that you're going to perhaps focus on a bit more as a player yourself, as a teammate, and make sure that that mental side of things is there for the rest of the girls? Yeah, I think so. There's um, having that whole culture together as a team yeah. of that element of confidence, not necessarily arrogance, but confidence and belief in our self as a team is hugely important and um, without getting too geeky and technical (laughs) here we go there's a context called emotional contagion so for example lj if you are huge smile super positive super confident how that will then naturally have an impact on me subconsciously and how essentially i will adopt your emotions now that can feed through clubs and it can be hugely beneficial and it can also be horrifically negative as well obviously because we talk about toxic cultures Mm -hmm. in teams a lot and people being removed from that is it converse do do positive players have that big an impact on squads and on teams yeah they absolutely can emotional contagion can have a huge benefit because without even necessarily realizing that can filter through a sports a sports team and at times it's incredibly important yeah if you're absolutely in the doghouse in a horrific position 
that's when those leaders and those positive individuals do need to step up and kind of create that direction as such. And you flip reverse it, if, for example, those leaders and individuals are becoming negative, that equally can be contagious yeah. and that's what can then also spread. So going back to the whole body image, confidence, feeling good, hopefully the players feeling good in that positive environment can spread and actually be throughout not necessarily a team but also a club can you manufacture that kind of positivity so we had Joe Dombrowski here with us this evening who is one of the funniest human beings I think I've ever met in my life and she's a real miscongeniality character yeah. can teams and clubs assign a person to be almost their spirit and their cheerleader is that something that if clubs are we're at the tail end of the season now for a lot of people mm -hmm. is that something that actually can impact on field performances if you have someone who you say look lead us just with cheeriness team motivator yeah you can and i think what's really cool about that is that you have completely different innate traits like you said you have got your joes your class clowns who yeah. are absolutely hilarious but you also get lots of different types of leaders yeah on teams you know maybe Stereotypically, growing up, they may have been the loudest, they may yeah. have been the most flamboyant outrageous, but actually, some of the best leaders in not just sports teams but outside and in work as well can be the most quietest but the most analytical. Um, and they might be quite selective at the times, which they do stand up and you know take the reins yeah. as such. So, there's a whole wide demographic. It might be someone who's got incredibly good vision, yeah, it might be someone who's really, really empathetic and understands their teammates alongside them. Yeah. So, there's actually a different type of leadership role for everyone and it's kind of understanding what your character strengths as an individual are and then knowing and being aware so when it's appropriate to use them in different settings do you think that women in elite sport or women probably in any sport grassroots sport take the mantle of leadership well enough or do you think it's something that is often a bit of an alien concept to girls because of patriarchal expectation in society i think what's exciting is that it, i think it's changing yeah. i think yeah potentially growing up um like you said there may have been slightly more senior roles which may have been uh, more male dominated but yeah. i definitely think there's been a shift um, and that's incredibly exciting and i think now with the encouragement and real like positive and encouragement of it we'll see more and more women within those leadership yeah. roles and empowering women and people from tiny little tots wanting to have those leadership roles yeah. rather than it being like a later kind of onset of that's what I like to strive towards from the word go they didn't know that those leadership roles are achievable so we hear you've got to see it to be it all the time is that a genuine truth is that something that is incredibly important not just in sport but in society so we learn a whole different variety of ways yeah so we learn through vicarious experiences yeah. so people who are similar and we can relate to but someone's also got to start that first vicarious experience don't they and so we can encourage each other for that to make that big step forward and to be that first person or be that role model as such and then get together and encourage each other to then be the next one and the next one and so forth i love that that's the girl power note we'll leave this on cheers alex We've now left Nike building um, and I've managed to grab a couple of minutes with the Capitano of Wasps Ladies, Talk Rugby Union columnist, the Kate Alder. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the Try Hards podcast. You have been mentioned many a time for being possibly... <laughs> The biggest tryhard that I know. Um, you're smiling because you always smile. How was that tonight? Oh, it was so good. It was so good. I think I don't think she was quite expecting us to be as excited as we were. 
<laughs> she was looking at us thinking, are you a lot of bit budget? Or? <laughs> but we were, we were so lucky. It was, su- it was such a good event. I didn't think I was going to learn as much as I did. Um, and then the bra fitting. I mean, you chuck Flo Williams and Joe Dombrowski in a bra fitting with 20 <laughs> other girls. And I think it's only going to go one way. But no, it was a really good event. So we learned that over 70% or around 70% of women are in the wrong sports bra. Now, Kate, I know you haven't always been your athletic build. Where do you sit on education from a sports bar perspective? Oh. Pre, pre this evening. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't know about it before. Um, I think as you alluded to, I, I haven't always been an athletic centre. I don't know how I've stayed in the centres, to be honest, but um, <laughs> I was a little bit round well, around you, the you went to university with Bryony Cleal and she was in the centre, I'm pretty sure. Um, you're lucky you've ended up in the front row, but I'm sure you'd still be smiling there. Yeah, I mean, she, she was a very good crash ball 12 and uh, I was a very good crash ball 13. But um, no, I think with the education piece, um, especially with the level women's rugby is at at the moment, our bodies are changing all of the time. I mean, strength and conditioning is going up we're getting fitter we're getting stronger leaner leaner and I'd never thought about how that affected your boobs (laughs) but I guess you have to and I think they made some really good points this evening about the way we train the muscles that we use and actually how important it is and I've played rugby what since I was 12 and I've never ever given it a second thought but after all those photos of losing elasticity and all sorts I'll probably have to have a little look when you were a bit bigger you've just told me a little (laughs) secret that your mum actually got something sent over (laughs) from America um, for you yeah so I was so convinced that I was athletic because I was the only girl playing rugby and I thought well that, that means you're an athlete I'm pretty sure but my size begged to differ and yeah my mum um, had to go online to some American horrendous company I think Jock Sport or something and, and get me a sports bra shipped in <laughs> to be playing rugby <laughs> because there's one sport Industri- shopping yeah industrial shape and size so actually talking about shape and size so this evening with the fitting you've have you tried on th- I tried on three different types mm. of bras and stuff did you actually even know that there was all of that range because I think that somebody out there has only ever told women's rugby players to wear one type of bra because that's all you ever see <laughs> um but yeah did, did that kind of surprise you yeah I mean they were talking about cuppage and this that and the other and I you know there was one sports shop in Clevedon called Six Ways Sports still still exists check it out in my head we had Tony Price Sports yeah (laughs) so you literally go there and whatever is is on the store or if your mum's kind enough to ship something in from the states you just go with what's given I don't think I've ever given a second thought to how it fits the shape it fits in and, and they had all sorts of options and choices so yeah eye opener and interestingly, you talk about your mum actually being involved with buying your bra. Um, so my dad was probably my biggest influence in terms of rugby. And he sorted me out. Gum surely sorted me out. Mitre ankle boots that I did never wear. <laughs> but I never had that conversation with him about a, a bra needed for rugby. What is the importance, I think, men and dads understanding that they need to be educated? And actually, if you are from a rural community, there is online support from companies like Nike to to help and guide yeah I mean god love my dad he must have done everything for my rugby career bar knowing a single thing about sports bras and boobs which I think is fair enough you know Trev it's it's not his area of expertise and my mum as well wasn't super sporty and I think and unless you're 
your mum or some some kind of female role, role model comes from a sporty background she just kind of didn't really know either and I just said oh I think I need a sports bra and we we had a, a google and, and there it was but dad's, dad's I mean I didn't have on. google when I was young it was a genuine <laughs> encyclopedia so I don't think encyclopedias were had sports bras in there to look up to be fair let alone your poor dad having to sit there and looking through the encyclopedia with you yeah exactly um, but no you know d- does it fall on his on his head I mean he did he did so many other things is it my is it personal athletes responsibilities is it is it female role models I don't know um but all I know is yeah at the time he did everything but I think that the sports bra he said look I think you need to call your mum and go shopping as a, a, a significant role model within the women's game and somebody that is training full-time um but yet still working full-time where do you see your role in helping to educate younger players and potentially coming into the club or girls via social media do you think it's making it more comfortable to talk about do you think it's um maybe even writing a column on it like how do you see your role changing things because clearly we all need educating i'm 35 and learned stuff tonight that actually i should have known when i was starting my career not at the end of it and our boobs should have known a few years ago as well (laughs) we're talking about they're pretty pert these bad boys No, I, I think it's so important. And again, g- genuinely, I don't think I've had an eye-opening moment in rugby for, for a while. We, we talk about contracts and full-time and amateur and pro, but this is something that we've never even... I, I, I've never even thought about, let alone broached in terms of younger athletes. And I think it's... A, it's a case of actually just making it the norm. You know, the guys at Nike made a really good point. They said you'd never play in the wrong boots or, you know, without gum shield. And we just need to kind of make it, from our perspective, it needs to be part of the norm in terms of when you're talking about females playing rugby. It's up there with all of the other things that you have to do to look after your body when you play this sport. In terms of one thing that you are a little bit ashamed of because of this evening, what would you say would be? Is it the length of a sports bra <laughs> that's been in your cupboard that you still wear? Is it the fact that you didn't know about it? What is it? Do you want the tr- honest I want answer? The truth. No one's going to know. It's just between you and I. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. I appreciate um, your confidentiality. <laughs> I often wear two sports bras because they're both so rubbish. I've had to double up. <laughs> That's how bad they've been in some days. Yeah, you're training all the time. You're putting sports bras in the wash you know sometimes we're training twice a day and you get down to the bare bones of it and you know you've got to do what you've got to do so never again never again <laughs> so you are going to be supported one bra wonder one bra wonder <laughs> supported for the remainder of this season captain kate thank you so much for talking to me um, and welcome to finally being on the podcast no longer just an effective try hard but a real life one thank you for having me well, it's the morning after the night before. <laughs> i tell you what, I've got a Joe Dombrowski hangover. Yeah, that woman is amazing, isn't she? I think everybody needs some Joe frickin' Dombrowski every now and again. I actually think that she should be a podcast guest in the future because... The only problem is, mate, the whole, the whole lot will be us trying to speak in the same American accent as her, which is funny to you and I. And maybe Joe a little bit, but to no one else. I nothing makes me laugh more than the fact that you around her are your like absolute try hard most. You do your absolute best to like say things to make her laugh back and stuff like that because she's so, <laughs> you're like and also you think you sound just like her in your American accent. No, I don't. I, but I I enjoy it 
very much and I just as much as I enjoyed all of the girls company I think what's been really cool is um the bants flying around on the whatsapp group they were um, serious but that was my fa- that was the whatsapp group going well welcome on. to your first ever rugby girls whatsapp group and uh, congratulations for being on it but I I don't think we can really thank the people um that have arranged it enough I think Rich, um, for us who unfortunately wasn't there, um, who is an ultimate tryhard, he even took his tryhard's water bottle to his surgery. Um, he's had his Achilles mended by the legendary James Calder, so he couldn't be there, but was WhatsApping the hell out of um, <laughs> the oh. evening. And then Vela and her team um, just provided such a cool atmosphere I reckon and like so it much just... so much patience because yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there were a, there was a lot of giggling there but do you know what it was it was quite funny because I think we started the evening everyone was like having a real laugh and everyone was really excitable about the kind of like prospect of getting a sports bra but the conversations that were had in that room were so valuable and I think it's mental mate I can't believe like I can't believe I was the only one that had put my hand up for a fitting who'd had a fitting for a sports bra but also the fact that the girls have owned up and you will have heard through the interviews to not even ever buying their own sports bras and having hand-me-down bras and all that type you know and and I think and these are women who are playing elite rugby on a weekly basis so if they haven't yeah what are the general population you know and and that was something that was really interesting as well from Nike was that there is a it's not a one size fits all approach when it comes to sports bras not just from your your cup and your backside and all that kind of thing there are different sports bras for different things and like you some know, of that that blew some of the girls minds well I mean, yeah like, because <laughs> people go and buy an off the peg sports bra that's for got, yoga and then try, yeah, and wear, it for <laughs> try and wear it for rugby so <laughs> to be fair though i you know i as much as i'm surprised i'm also not having played the game and and seen some of the absolutely rotter bras that some of the girls yeah. drag out it's like undershorts with holes in all sorts of things yeah. um and maybe we need to start a bit of a campaign for for women to actually invest in themselves a little bit and the, like clearly it's about the support it's about the the the, the sciencey side of yeah. actually looking after yourself and making sure that you're not damaging the skin and your, your boobs aren't flying around for five they're basically moving further than I think a front row at the moment <laughs> um I think there'll be a, that's actually a, would be a good scale because I don't know how, well um, the modern day front row maybe this is a bit out of order for yeah you, I hope you're not putting Vicky Fleetwood in that bracket there well no because she has always run further than me but um <laughs> yeah I don't know like but it's also the confidence. Like we all know, and from the WhatsApp group this morning, those girls have put them on. They've they've put them on. They've looked in the mirror, and they are going, "I'm looking banging yeah. today." And actually, and it is that look good, feel good thing. As yeah. much as anything else, there's a body confidence issue here. And I thought that was a really interesting aspect and angle of it as well. That there was a lot of embarrassment in the room about not having the proper fitting taboo. bras previously. Yeah, it was real <laughs> taboo subject as we've discussed at great length. Nolly, you were so proud. I actually think that's up there with the super pun <laughs> when, you, when you got that earlier. But yeah, I think it was... <laughs> Calm down. Maybe that we can... we If you want to engage with this topic, um, guys, we know that we've got quite a lot of male listeners. Um, maybe we could start a hashtag, hashtag taboob. Hashtag taboob, yeah. And, and break um, out all your boob taboos. Yeah, and... and get chatting about it and actually let's kind of just make it normal and let's maybe not 
make our dads go in and and like come to a bra fitting with us yeah, yeah force them into it but educating mums that might not necessarily be the the in inverted commas sporty ones the the importance but that's the thing like we we've hammered this and we we're really conscious we don't want this to sound like a sales pitch this podcast that the sales pitch is get the right equipment girls put the right equipment in your kit bag you worry what boots you're gonna have you make sure you put your equipment in the right equipment exactly (laughs) yeah i think the whole evening it was wicked and it's definitely been an eye-opener hopefully this whole podcast has been a bit of a laugh and actually shown that what what one stat do you remember the most from last night that you were definitely not a d (laughs) (laughs) i quite like the um they they don't go up and down they move in a figure of eight and everyone tested (laughs) that theory in the room but whilst we're on the topic of support we want to finish up today by really celebrating international women's day with an and interna- week we've made it a week it's a, a week, day yeah. but it's a week it's fully a week we're going to have um some more content through the week over our social media channels and maybe a bonus pod for you as well but we will tease that a bit later on social but we want to run a competition we want to find out who your greatest supporter is well i'm actually going home this weekend because it's probably my she puts it on all of her cards on anything on text messages number one fan and my biggest supporter it's my mum's 70th birthday this weekend vickers and tarts theme which will be quite interesting because she does have quite a few friends from the church coming um so if nolly doesn't dress her (laughs) italian boyfriend up as the pope there is a serious issue here we shall see but i just said yeah i think it would be awesome 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 to hear who um supports you and i think that there is so many people that um are unsung in the work that they do to provide opportunity to um give you confidence um and yeah we want to hear those stories and And we want to say this competition thank you to them it's a woman that we want to give a prize to but you don't have to be a woman to send in your recommendation that they should be the winner i know that the school of hard knocks charity have just started a new project in barry in south wales and patrick newton who is part of the school of hard knocks charity in south wales and an amazing woman who is supporting these blokes who have really been kind of forgotten by society a lot of them and she's somebody who i think should deserve a nomination so have a good think get them in prizes to be won prizes to be won we're gonna make up a prize hamper um we want this to be kind of rugby centric because it will be a rugby prize so it'll be a bit weird if you uh, nominate your recorder teacher from year four as your greatest supporter but that if she's a big rugby fan yeah, that's be fine. fine um and there'll be prizes coming from around the globe because i am visiting vancouver um f- and i will be over there next week for international for the whole week for international women's week I'll week, be at, week, 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 week. <laughs> I'll be at Twickenham for England Wales with the uh, with the Hask um, and Marley. Watch this space, everybody. But um, get them into us at Tryhards Pod on Twitter. Send us your nominations. We want to know who your greatest supporter has been, mate. You're always a great support to me. Support and hindrance, but yeah. Happy International Women's Day week. Happy <laughs> International Women's Day week, sister. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 